Hey yo, hi I'm 1MC, known as TJ to my loved ones, and right now you are listening to One More Christian Podcast. Here I am building a platform for the Holy Spirit to minister to myself and others through scripture, prayer, music, and fellowship. How can I pray for you today? On this show, I will be praying, reading, talking, and maybe even commenting on Christian literature and ministry. Please feel free to comment and uh, give me some suggestions. But right now, grab yourself a relaxing drink, a snack, and a Bible as you listen to One More Christian Podcast. Good day, friends. I'm One More Christian, and I am here again with you at the start of a new week with another scripture reading. Shalom and peace to you, and I'm glad that you're here. Uh, today I've chosen Mark 2, 1 through 12, the uh, parable of the, well, it's not a parable, excuse me. This is an account of a healing that Jesus did in Capernaum. Uh, it's the, the, the healing of the paralytic who was brought by his friends to Jesus. Imagine that. So, I'm going to start with a prayer so that we can understand what we're reading. Heavenly Father, we come to you with praise and thanks. We praise you because you're good, because you're awesome, because we can trust you, because you're worthy of praise. And we thank you because you've provided everything that keeps us alive. You've provided everything, and we love you. I pray that your Holy Spirit would give us wisdom and understanding as we read your word so that we might get the truth from you, that you might speak to us through Scripture, because it is alive. It is alive because, because you're there, because you're behind it, Lord. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So here we go. I'm going to start with Mark 2. This account is actually in three Gospels. It's in three books of the Bible. And I chose Mark just because, I mean... We could have picked any of them, but I just chose Mark. So here we go. Mark 2. Jesus heals the paralytic. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. So many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus, and, after digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some teachers of the law were sitting there, thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Wow. Tell me about it. Never seen anything like this. God is so good. This is heavy. I mean, it's, uh, it's awesome. And he knew. 
He knew what he was doing was dangerous. Um, but he also knew that it wasn't his time yet. Um, so he comes home. That he had, uh, 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 people heard that he had come home. So many gathered that there was no room left. And he preached the word to them. I think that's significant. Jesus preached the word to people. How awesome is that? That's what we're trying to do right now. We're trying to let Jesus preach the word right now to us through his Holy Spirit, through Scripture, God's word, the inspired word of God. We can trust this sitting here in front of us. Uh, since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, there's so many people. They made an opening in the roof above Jesus. So, the, so this guy has been paralyzed. Um, I believe in some of the other accounts it gives more information. But um, however long he's been paralyzed, he's got four friends carrying him. He's got friends willing. Not only do all of... I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, it says that they had faith. When Jesus saw their faith. When Jesus saw their faith. Okay, so these four guys had faith. Uh, I assume, you know, I, I think that the, the paralytic had faith too, but they brought their friend to Jesus to be healed. We're still doing that 2,000 years later. Um, to be healed, man. Son, your sins are forgiven. That's not what he expected to hear. He expected him to say, hey, you're healed. Go run and and, uh, and have a good time. But he said, your sins are forgiven. Now, I don't know how the paralytic felt about that. However, I'm sure that it was a load off of his chest. That um, I'm sure for a moment, he was like, wow. And I think being healed by God himself... By the way, um, because and and I've had this discussion with other people recently about Jesus being someone we should worship, um, about the fact that Jesus is God, and continually I think it's crazy that I mean that's why I pray for the Holy Spirit to help us before we read this because you could read this your whole life and be blinded to the fact that Jesus here is the Son of Man. Uh, I don't know what the Jews expected out of the Messiah in the Old Testament, but I'm not sure that they expected God Himself to walk the earth. But that's exactly what was happening. God came Himself to be... <laughs> God sent His Son. Okay? And Jesus and the Father are one. He said that. And uh, if that doesn't mean... If, if, if the Father is God and Jesus is one with Him, it's significant. Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the teachers of the law, some of these religious folk, the guys, the elite, the elite, um, we are very much not the elite here uh, at One More Christian Ministry. I claim no, no 
sense of, of elite. I'm not elite. I'm not. This isn't hidden knowledge. It's not forbidden. It's not secret knowledge. It's not something. It's free to everyone. It's available. I mean, that's part of our commission is to make it available to everyone. But it's not hidden from you. I mean, Jesus spoke in parables uh, for the sake of the fact that he knew that stubbornness and a lack of humility would stop some of these guys, the teachers of the law specifically, is what what we see over and over, um, would not understand that they would not turn back and, and be saved. But uh, because I think that these teachers of the law did have, they believed in God, obviously, um, and I think they would have responded to that, but I think that, that there's, uh, you have to write, you have to have the right heart condition, um, to accept God's word. And, um, you know, I was thinking, I was reflecting on the scripture where, it says that Jesus could not heal many of them for their, they didn't have much faith. And, and there's been the question of, uh, like, oh, well, then, you know, if you don't have faith, you can't get healed. Or if you don't get healed, you don't have enough faith. And I don't think that's what was being said at all. I think that Jesus walked into town, many towns, and often when he walked into town, the faith that these people had would, would, would let them... They would drop everything and say, oh, this is Jesus. This is the, the good rabbi. Or whatever, however they, whatever they knew about him. However they felt about him. But they had faith that he could heal. They had faith that God would heal through him. So they would come to him. and Yeah, if you're willing, heal me. Can you heal me? Can you give me my sight back? Can I walk? Stop my bleeding. They had faith to come to Jesus. It wasn't, and it's not... But when he walked into this one town, uh, uh, he said that he could not heal many of them because they didn't have much faith. And I think that they just didn't come to Jesus. They were like, oh, Jesus and Nazareth? Yeah. Uh, we're busy. We're at work or we're eating dinner or whatever. But we're not going to go out there. We're not going to go out there and ask this guy to heal us because we don't believe that that's real. Like that's must be a, that's all hokey. All this healing stuff is hokey. That supernatural stuff isn't real. Especially not with Jesus of Nazareth. Can any good thing come from Nazareth? Come and see. So, uh, what was it that, uh, oh man, yeah, here I am. So, immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this is what they were thinking. They were thinking, he's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to a paralytic? Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? Well, <laughs> I don't know which is easier. I mean, if I had to pick one, I'd say to tell somebody their sins are forgiven is pretty easy. To tell a paralytic to get up and walk and have him get up and walk is rough. It's it's tough to say the least. Um, and not very likely. Now whether or not everybody could see that this man's sins were forgiven or not, I don't know. I mean, I imagine that a big old smile broke out on his face. Maybe not. But he said, get up, take your mat and walk. He said, get up, take your mat and go home. 
He got up, he took his mat, and he walked out in full view of them all. That amazed everyone. And they, they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the right response. So, which would I rather have? The ability to walk or to be forgiven by God himself? To have my sins forgiven? Well, I don't want to take away from anybody's uh, handicap or, or, you know, not somebody who's paralyzed. But when your sins are forgiven in the sight of God, the ultimate standard of morals, when he says, you know what? It's all right, man. You're all right with me. You're all right with me. It's powerful. It should be. Unless you don't believe in God. Unless you think that God doesn't have any right to tell you whether or not you've sinned or whether or not you need forgiveness. So there has to be some humility in your heart to receive forgiveness from God. Yeah. But he told this guy to get up and walk. So if he got up and walked... When Jesus said go, I think his sins were forgiven. And if and if this gospel, these gospels tell me that my sins are forgiven because of what Jesus did, what did Jesus do here? He said, <clears throat> I need a drink of, I, oh, I have coffee, but I didn't drink it. He said, son, your sins are forgiven. Okay, now obviously that's different than Jesus dying on the cross. But Jesus died on the cross and he said, it is finished. Which is easier to say. It's hard to receive forgiveness when you really know that you need it, when you know you're guilty. It's hard to receive forgiveness. And what does that mean for us? Does that mean that this man went home with no consequences for the things that he did? I don't think so. I think if he was a thief or, or, or if he hurt people that he still had to deal with those consequences. I mean, look at Paul. Well, I mean, Paul didn't necessarily receive the, the fruits of the harm that he did he was forgiven in many ways but he still suffered and that wasn't even that didn't have anything to do with killing Christians it was for Jesus which is awesome um, but if I know I mean all of us have a time coming who knows when I will die but I know that when I do I'm going home. That I'll be with him. Why? Because Jesus said, Son, your sins are forgiven. But he's done so much more for me. Honestly. The reason I'm able to walk freely. The reason I'm able to get up and walk around and have food to eat and a house to live in. And a microphone to record on. It's him. He gave it to me. I had lost everything. I had lost everything and he gave it back. 
he dusted it off and gave it back, man. So I'm just so grateful to God. I want to uh, pray for us and just let you go here. Heavenly Father, we come to you with humble hearts and an earnest desire for truth. An earnest desire for truth. I want to understand this, Lord. I want to fellowship with you. I want to fellowship with others. I want to know you. I want to know what this means. Sincerely. For there's wisdom here. And wisdom is not just knowing the way to go, but going. Going in the way. Let us go in the way, Lord. Let your Holy Spirit guide us. And gently put us back on the path when we walk off. Because we do so often. I don't know what this paralytic man did after he went home. I'm sure that it's not. I don't. I'm sure he sinned again. I don't know. I don't know. But I know that I'm not perfect. That I'm still being sanctified. But I believe you. And I love you. And I pray for peace on those hearing your word today and understanding in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining me. I pray peace upon all of you. And I hope you join me again. I'll speak with you soon.